This podcast does contain spoilers, so if you're okay with that, listen on. If not, pause the podcast, go watch the movie we're about to talk about, and come on back. All right, sweet. Excuse me. Brian, uh, over here. Hey. Pardon me, pardon me. Why don't you have the popcorn? It's starting! Woo! <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Shut up. Shut up and listen to the podcast. Hey! There's a lot out there to see. This is what we watched. And we're back. We're back. We're not back. Well, we're, we've been we've been here, but you haven't. So welcome I, back. I live here. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't talk to me like that. So I know I start, don't look under the stairs. I know. Uh, I know. I've been starting all the previous podcasts with some ice breaker questions, mm-hmm. but I do not. I have a different question for you this time. I actually have two questions. One, do you know why we are doing The Dark Knight um, this Cause, episode? Because it's a fantastic movie, and it's around the time when Christopher Nolan's new film comes out? Those are, weirdly, um, it all coincides. Do you know what happened July 26th, I, 2022? 2022. What? Um, well, was that our first recording? That is the release, <gasps> the release of our first podcast. Oh, and you my know what God. we did? We did the, the Batman. Batman. And it sucked <laughs> balls. <laughs> and so I thought it would just be that one Oscar year, one year later. We, you know, we're still doing this shit. Yes, we Might are. as well do an actual good Batman <laughs> movie. So to re- I'd say the best Batman movie, but uh, yes. We'll get that. Yeah, we'll I don't see that. why. I don't know what else would be, honestly. I don't even know. Uh, how would it even discuss it? But we'll get to there. But so my replacement for the ice breaker question, mm-hmm. what, uh, what's your favorite recording we've done or uh, episode? Ooh, and uh, I can't believe it's been a year. First I know, of all. right? <laughs> I know. We, we, we made it through that. the first year. The, and, and I've heard the first year is the Rocky year. So if we can make it through this, we're good. We, we got another 10 in us. Um, <laughs> well, that's a lot. I don't know about that. <laughs> Uh, I like to dream big. No, uh, my favorite episode over the last year, I would say, ooh, it's probably a tie between, no, I was going to say Tar or Avatar, but I think I liked Avatar a little bit more just because I love gushing over that movie and there's so much I could I could provide for that. And it was nice like watching it so far after it originally came out and yeah. kind of having a different mindset. It's a little similar to like this one where yeah. it's like... Well, I, I'm trying to remember what I thought about it when it came out. And right. Stuff. But that, that one was a good one. I, I agree with that. Mine, personally, I think would be Tar because we yeah. did have because I went to go went to go see Tar mm-hmm. and I really did enjoy it. But I didn't realize like how much I enjoyed it until we sat down and did have a very long conversation. And frankly, I think what got released was definitely not the whole thing because <laughs> no, we talked was- for two to three hours on that just was, like yeah, one of, movie i want to i want to say it was probably one of our longest recordings and yeah we had a great conversation i agree with you but uh yeah, yeah was, so congratulations in one year congratulations to you as well thanks for thanks for being here um it's definitely not when we recorded the first one but it's when we released because i can i'm not positive when we recorded it because it was so like it came mo- out at the end of july i want to say we probably recorded in early march ish or so and then you know we had to put finishing touches no i have no idea when we it was like it, it was probably like a month before that or yeah so. that that feels right um i remember we we did go out to a uh, dinner snack for for drinks and appetizers afterwards um, I do remember that after the recording, after the, the release. Totally. We, uh, 
We didn't celebrate. So uh, how are we going to celebrate this? Besides, obviously, talking about one of the best movies uh, of all time. That's how we're celebrating. Okay, cool. I'm right, so great. sorry. That I was... got stuff to do today. I apologize. <laughs> what do you mean? You have a life? I don't understand this. I, I don't, I don't clean know a bunch of shit. It still sounds like Woo-hoo. you have something to do. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so one year. Whew. <laughs> did I break your mind? I, yeah, did, I, did not, I did not prep you. I just told you we're going to be doing this <laughs> yep. And yep. with and no context. And I was wondering if you were going to figure it out. I didn't think you would. It was off the wall. It, <laughs> well, you baited me into it pretty well, and I yeah, appreciate right, I that. Because, um, yeah, if it was if it was just, uh, hey, what happened a year ago? I'd been like, fuck it, dude. <laughs> so much has happened. I, I could not tell you. Um, and, yeah, this is, I think, this is such a, such a great, great way to... Uh, honor that that very first recording of an oscar nominated movie so it was some people thought it was great i was not part of the a it was great crowd but i was entertained at I was, times i was in the batman blows crowd <laughs> as you can tell i titled the episode so. yes yeah <laughs> and still are to this day so i'm here i'm here change. instead instead of telling you how much batman sucks i'm gonna tell you how much batman this one is fantastic is and Holy shit, it is a fantastic movie. And it's even, like... I don't even know where we could start. So many aspects of it. I I mean, to start, I think so many aspects are amazing. But like... Well, actually, here, real fast, before uh-huh, you start, uh-huh. let's say, hello, this is a podcast oh, yeah, called right. What We Watched. <laughs> I'm uh, co-host Brandon. Whoops. That is Matt. And uh, yeah, where do, we, where do we start with the actual movie review process? Because like you said, there's every aspect is peak performance, peak composition peak everything i think in in artistry but in my opinion okay the number one thing the best part of this movie and that really like i think steps it one above is heath ledger's performance is absolutely unfucking believable and it's just it's like it's non-traditional um i can't imagine like where all of it made came from just because like the tiny um expressions of like you know, licking his lips mm-hmm. in a certain spot, looking away, mm-hmm. his pauses, when he says something normal versus a weird way, even his laughs. Like, if you were to tradi- be like, oh, you know, do the Joker laugh. Like, maybe one of those laughs that he did mm-hmm. would be like, yeah, I'd call that tr- the traditional. Yeah, but the, then the every other cartoonish laugh, kind yeah, of. Yeah, every other laugh still felt like the Joker, and they were all unique, and I thought it was. Uh, yeah, yeah his, I, I thought he oh channeled God. he channeled the other Jokers. Absolutely. Heath Ledger's performance is it's beyond legendary. Um, and it's I, I think for his laugh specifically, he channeled Mark Hamill and he channeled uh, Jack Nicholson and uh, really tried to get to the essence of that. Well, they're still alive. So channeling them from the dead, I don't think really. Works. No, channeling their performances. Maybe, maybe they're of, doing their, it their now. Past performances. Can you channel something that's alive? Sure. Or is the performance dead? No, the performance is very much alive because it's, you know. If it's if it's live theater, it's it it happened while you're people not, were I living. I want to establish you're not allowed to go home and channel me. I just want you. <laughs> I just want to establish that now. I don't know what you're. Yeah, we're making it took, sure that it took not a, a thing. year for you to say that. So how many times over the last fifty two weeks? Uh, is that why I've been I... sneezing so much recently? <laughs> someone can, can I ha- Someone else has to suffer. I can't <laughs> be fair. the only one. That's fair. Um. All right. So yeah, let's let's start with performances then. So Heath Ledger absolutely is undoubtedly one of one of the greatest performances of all time i mean everybody else is fantastic i really believe that christian bale was was the perfect choice to be bruce wayne as his batman i was about to say yeah his bruce wayne well his bruce wayne it's so weird i feel like he's tapping into his um american psycho character 
Yep. Really feels like he's doing like a different version of him. But yeah, 100% Batman saw aspects of that in there as well. This is just air of superiority, this air of of suave richness that I'm I'm just better inherently better than you. I'm always going to be sitting back and calm and cool. He just plays that type of character really really well. As far as his Batman voice and his Batman mannerisms, I I think honestly it's probably one of the better ones. Um I don't know. I haven't seen the George Clooney or um, I mean, Michael Keaton ones in so long. Yeah, it it is. It might be one of those things where it's like we, um, just because that's what we know mm-hmm. and that's what we grew up on, basically, mm-hmm. more or less. Because I mean, I didn't really watch the other ones. Um, I believe I've seen them, but couldn't tell you much about them other than the Iceman or whatever. Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> was uh-huh. um, that one character. Yeah, yeah that Frizo? guy. Frizo, Fre- Freeze, Captain Freeze, Captain Freeze. <laughs> um, but uh. But yeah, so I don't know, knowing like who he is and because Christian Bale's such a big star, mm-hmm. I feel like more now than he was before, it feels weird when I watch him in the suit because like I can picture actual Christian Bale doing mm-hmm. a bunch of other stuff and I can picture that and I'm like, oh, you know, he's definitely doing a weird voice and his, why is his mouth open? Shit like that. It's like weird <laughs> stuff like, like that. Breathing. But honestly, I don't know. That's just what I picture Batman as. Like when I picture Batman, I picture him as Christian Bale. So. Yeah, yeah, it and not uh, Patton, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, that one. You're thinking Patton Pat- Oswalt. I was gonna say that name. I was definitely wasn't thinking that, but I was gonna <laughs> I, say that name. <laughs> now I really want to see Patton Oswalt Batman. That would be that'd be a fun one. Um, that sounds horrible. Just to to spoil one cameo for you, whether this makes the episode or not, uh, I have never wanted to see a superhero more than uh, Nick Cage's uh, Superman in the Flash. They did oh, a, look, does he- a CGI, yeah, yeah, time when he's looking. The Flash is looking at all of these other universes and timelines, and they're all looking back at him. And yeah, they they put uh, Nick Cage's younger self. I'm okay with you spoiling that, but so they put it in like when he was going to. Did it look like when he was going to play Superman? Because you remember he was going to play Superman. Really yeah. going to play Superman? So, oh, so whoa. that's why. oh, here we go. Let's go down no this. Idea. Okay, oh, just wait. So. <laughs> Sorry, we're interrupting Batman for Superman real quick. <laughs> but so Kevin Smith was mm-hmm. writing a Superman script for Nicolas Cage. And supposedly, okay. supposedly, Nicolas Cage um, hated it and um, stopped it. One of the reasons was that I guess uh, Kevin Smith has Batman, I mean, uh, Superman duck behind a rock when he's getting shot at. Mm-hmm. And Nicolas Cage was like, you know, Superman doesn't, you know, duck behind rocks. Um, but in that whole thing, uh, I forgot who the, the, the producer is. I'm going to have, I might have to look it up, but the producer really want to put a giant met like a giant metal spider for Batman Ooh. to fight, uh, fucking a. Superman, <laughs> Superman to fight. And he was really obsessed with it. Everyone was like, that's stupid. We can't do that. So then the whole thing got, um, 86. There's also less footage out on the internet of Nicholas cage in his suit. And he looks so creepy. It's, it's so weird. He's got long hair. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You see yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's so weird. And and that is actually one of the one of the things that happens in this. Well, that's what I was wondering. That's what I was gonna. That's what I was wondering if that's what they were going for. And I had no idea. I was like, when the hell does Superman fight a giant spider? What is this? The Wild Wild West? I don't understand. So guess who's the producer of Wild Wild West? Oh shit! The guy who was doing <laughs> Superman and oh. wanted the spider. So then he did a different movie uh-huh. and he got his spider into that movie. So Wild Wild West has uh, I don't know if the exact okay. spider. But 
okay. essentially has the spider that he wanted in <laughs> <Yeah>. Superman. <laughs> so, oh, um, yeah. yeah. So that so there's a little bit of that. So that's, that um, movie. <laughs> that's the movie that you wish you saw. <laughs> yes, exactly. So besides that portrayal, um, yeah, we're that Batman, aren't we? we? We may never get what we watch. What? Welcome, welcome, uh, I'm back. Matthew. That's Brandon. Hi. Hey. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Performance wise, it's. It's just astounding. I mean, top to bottom of, I don't remember exactly what led me on to that, but it, I, I just, oh, because when you think Batman, you think um, Christian Bale. And I, I agree 100% that that's, at least in my opinion, that's the iconic, that's the classic, that's the, the best version, the most well-rounded version of this character that we've seen portrayed on film. Um, and and performance-wise, Christian Bale crushes it. Um, I think that uh, Aaron Eckhart and Sir Michael Caine, Maggie Gyllenhaal, even Gary Oldman breaks a little bit. Um, really, I I was gonna say I I really like Gary Oldman's um acting for me the whole time. I thought I might have missed like breaks once here it, or there. Yeah, but. his his accent breaks a couple of times. Um, and that's really it. Besides that, he embodies Gordon. Um, I was gonna say again, I, quite iconically to me. Uh, same with with. Um, Sir Michael Caine. I think that he absolutely is is the best version of Alfred that we've ever seen. Well, and I also liked I that, love Morgan Freeman as well. I liked that version of Alfred more, at least way more. I'm going to keep like jumping back to the Batman mm-hmm. more than uh, Andy Serkis, whatever his face yes. is. Um, you know, I think, but uh, because it was like it felt like you definitely said about the Batman. It was like a like a scolding father kind of yeah, and instead. To me, Alfred felt more like a like um a pleading best friend kind of yeah that was just more like I desperately don't want you to kill yourself right exactly please it's... don't do this <laughs> instead of before it was like how dare you do this shit and it's like mm-hmm. well not before I guess this was before the Batman was after anyways timelines are weird I know um so yeah and that's actually a, a note that I wrote down while watching it was that I love that Alfred has been against um. I want to say Christian Bale has been against Bruce Wayne's decision that the entire time in Batman Begins and throughout the Dark Knight, but he's still respecting Bruce Wayne's choices. Um, but I also love hearing about Alfred's backstory in any way, in any any bit that I can. I don't even care if he's lying to me. The way that he st- he tells stories about his his other jobs and his other life, I just sit there and I'm like, man, you you're a man of the world. You have really lived, mm. You've done everything, seen everything. You're just you're you're know it all without the smugness, and I love that. Um, and yeah, I, the, the, the way that he's a confidant for Bruce Wayne, he, he's mm. a confidant and, and he, you know, is it, it's not even like a, an expectation or just because he's getting really, you know, paid, uh, handsomely for, for his services. It seems like he actually wants to be there to help Batman along. And I love that. Mm. Yes. Yes. Cause I mean, I think he identifies, I mean, the same way as like. I desperately don't want you to kill yourself is like, you need help. I know yes. you're not, you yes. know, you're not really going to come asking for it necessarily. Um, big help. Like he's like, Hey, go build this, you know, go build that <laughs> to like, you know, Morgan Freeman, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it is a, you know, I'm here for and reluctantly going to do the things that you don't want me to do. Yeah. Because if not, you're going to die. Like, and I don't <laughs> want you I to. don't want you to die. And what's interesting is by the end of the dark night, Alfred is the one who's convincing Bruce Wayne to, keep being Batman because he's ready to fight. He, Bruce Wayne's ready to, to, to you know, throw yes. in the towel and be, yes. I'm done. Well, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to give this all mm-hmm. up and I don't want to go back out there because I don't think I can be the man who, you know, 
that that is required to beat the Joker or the these insane men. I can't do this. I can't do this to myself. And Alfred's the one who pushes mm-hmm. him. And then it, which 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 makes his character arc. I think the the most interesting in the entire trilogy of Nolan Batman films, because then by the middle of The Dark Knight Rises, Alfred says, I'm leaving. I'm done. I can't watch you continue to do this to yourself. Well, I think why I think really it's like it shows so much of that. Alfred is, you know, he's looking after Bruce Wayne and all this stuff. But above everything, he's similar to Bruce Wayne in the in the terms of the people matter the most, you know, and it's like when he was stopping him from giving it up or whatever like that it was when oh i'm gonna turn myself in and he's and realistically he's like that's not gonna stop the joker that's yeah. stupid it's yeah. like i would like you to stop but that's not gonna stop the joker and but don't then, stop this way well, ex- well exactly it's like it's that's not gonna help anything mm-hmm. you're just gonna you know get more people killed and get yourself killed because like that's more important than realistically you could even still he could still turn himself in they could get him out and he could still be clear of it more sure. people would probably die and joker would take over right but then the, that's Right. And at the end, also, he was trying to give up because he thought, you know, Harvey Dent could be the answer. And he's like, oh, I can leave now. And Alfred's like, well, I don't think so. I don't. Let's <laughs> right? let's keep going for now. And we'll focus on that later because I don't think that's going to be true. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if if the story would have changed had Batman focused on the Joker in the beginning, because there's that line when they're in the in the bank vault and Batman says, no, you know, he's just one mercenary. We could take down this guy or we go after the entire mob. So let's mm-hmm. do let's do what I think is the righteous thing. And it's just I'd, I'd like to see that uh, that story where if he went after the Joker, then none of this would have happened. And what you know, how, I mean, how that how the story would have played out. I'm not saying it would have been entertaining or more entertaining. I'm just curious. No, 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 I hear you. I, I don't know. Wise. I don't know necessarily if it would be a good thing, because what I what I personally one of the story stuff mm-hmm. that I loved when I was like, I never really, I guess, mentally like realized it the other times i was watching but i like that the movie started as the traditional batman ver essentially uh more like the cops versus the mob mm-hmm. but then batman was on the cop side and it's like you could see like you know we did like a bigger jump it felt like mm-hmm. from the first movie because it's like batman's been beating the shit out of these guys he's been right. he really pushed them into a corner right and you're seeing them like the result of that so it's like the traditional batman versus the mob it's so easy he's just beating these guys up yeah like it's nothing and then know, this should be. and then this terrifying creature comes out of nowhere and mm-hmm. it's like well this is what this is what we've been pushed to what do you think what, what like yeah. alfred said it what do you think was gonna happen <laughs> yep you think yep. they're just gonna take it like now this t- is what happens you yep. put them in a corner yep they lashed out with something they didn't understand i love it and then that speaks to the writing which i want to get to um, but before we do that, I want to ask you about the casting change from Katie Holmes to uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. What what did you think of that choice, and how do you think it, it, did it did it matter to you at all that that one of the main characters changed? So this will probably possibly annoy you and disappoint a lot of people. I didn't realize. Ah, so well, here's the thing. <laughs> so that's good. I've seen Batman <laughs> Begins like once maybe twice so i don't remember it that well so frankly didn't put a single thought into it until you just said something right then cool cool that's fascinating they really just replaced it yeah, yeah. I, just so that, I just don't remember back i just didn't like it so i did there's nothing yeah, and, and honestly I, I, that I, out of my mind. I think that uh maggie did a, a really really gr- uh, good job with her character i'd be interested to see the choices that katie holmes would have made I don't think that it was monumental. I'm just um, 
it's I, just fun fun I don't to think see either of them are net, like massively better than the other so right. they kind of just seem like the same level actress wise sure. you know if they you know replace it for some nobody or they took out like a famous <laughs> actor or act, it might have uh, been a bigger deal yeah, you might have noticed it more but it felt like she held well, i wouldn't have because i don't remember the first <laughs> that's, one so that's fair that's <laughs> evidently <true. laughs> um but yeah, the oh, uh, Christian Bale was in the first one. He too. was in the first one. So was Michael Caine. They replaced uh, Michael Caine though. The uh, with other Michael Caine with Sir Michael Caine. Sir Michael Caine. Um, okay, so yeah, performance wise, did you have anything else that like stood out to you or that you you noticed in this in this viewing? Because I feel like even the ancillary characters, um, the 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 guy who was gonna the lawyer who was gonna blackmail. Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. I mean, even he, I felt I embodied him. that character really Lou, well. Lau, whatever. He was good. Yeah. All the mobsters were fine. I loved the mobster scenes just because I loved mm-hmm. their, their their personalities. They were really big characters, but grounded in reality. Like I, mm-hmm. I believe they existed. They weren't so cartoonish that it was like, oh, well, that's just a uh, stereotype, or yeah. that's just you know something to to squeeze in mm-hmm. here because we need to and. And that's something that I absolutely love. I love about about the uh, casting choices. Here. I agree with that. The only the last like, um, I guess like acting wise, at least at the moment, I'm sure I'll pop something up and just spout it out. Is uh, uh Harvey Dent? I guess more of like m- maybe more of his character, but like I know we talked about um Blackberry a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But one of my issues with like I didn't find the main character like intimidating because he was like very stagnant, just yelling the whole time. Harvey Dent. It was like he was very quiet. He was very subdued. And then mm-hmm. you could see him like get bigger and bigger and screamier and screamer. And it's like yeah. by the end, because you saw where it started and it's transformed and we're used to this like smaller, I wouldn't say personality wise, but mm-hmm. he wasn't screaming at people. He wasn't like he was very a huge subdued. Thing. Yeah, he was very, so that very... it was more terrifying to me. And a lot was the writing. A lot was the acting. I just I thought he had a very good transformation throughout the whole. I absolutely from beginning to end. Absolutely agree with you there. Um, and and it's just it's it's always fun to watch an actor have something to do like that. It's just it it it, it elevates the performance. You don't enjoy actors just sitting in a room with nothing to do. No, not not usually. Not sometimes. Morgan sometimes. Freeman, I might. <laughs> Him just sitting there reading the paper or something. I would. Oh Everyone's my god. Like, huh. <laughs> Yeah, I would probably that would probably do uh, better than the Flash did opening weekend. I can guarantee you that. Um, <laughs> Remember that a long time ago, way a back month then. ago. <laughs> um. So yeah. So let's let's uh, let's dive into some of that some of the writing choices because I love Christopher Nolan and uh, Jonathan Nolan as screenwriters. I think that they just do a masterful job of of crafting things, of using techniques, of using um used tropes but spinning them on their heads such as the opening scene not being to introduce where where the main character is or where the hero is but to set up the the villain and what kind of person we're dealing with and to really immerse us in in that world of this is going to be a little bit different than the standard mob or the standard uh villain scenes and i thought that Using that to to subvert that expectation, I thought was just a great great mm. way to do that. You definitely, yeah, you definitely picked up a lot of like from that opening scene, which I wonder if it was kind of like a double fake out because like it's when it starts, and then you see what we know is the Joker standing mm. on the corner with mm. the mask ho- holding, which reality that means he's standing out there with his makeup and shit. But yeah. anyways, or he's maybe holding not. the mask. Maybe that's one of the but he's holding he the it. mask and we see it and we're like, "Oh, it's the Joker." But then as it goes, you're like, "Oh, I guess that isn't the 
Joker. Right. They, they faked us out, and then it's a double fake. And we're like, ha ha ha. <laughs> so but, many fake outs. Yeah, right. Yeah. But you really learn, like, you know, how smart he was and how um, ruthless mm-hmm. and really what we thought was a small part of it turned into, like, that was a monumental thing to yeah. happen for the rest of the story and everything. Yeah. So Absolutely. I did think it was um, genius. The only small things about, like, the writing overall and one of the reasons why I think like Inception is better than this mm-hmm. and um, is it is a superhero movie. So there is some stuff that is like the dude, the, the bus backing through a bank <laughs> wall perfectly fine <laughs> and not getting fucked up. Yep. That's stupid. That's cool. Like that's insane. I no have one a- noticing it. That's insane. Exactly. Like, I was, all I, was, shit. I was less irritated that the bus didn't get damaged, but more that when it pulls out, both of nobody, them the shit out of me. No, the supervisors later. There's a perfect gap in between also. Uh, exactly. Right. <laughs> like are, are the other bus drivers in on this? Like, I, <sighs> which is weird to be like, okay, by the time I'm pulling out this bus and this bus will be here unless uh-huh. he paid off all of the buses, but then he doesn't have any money. It's like, yeah. I, right. Exactly. It's very, but I, but I forgive those small things because it is a superhero movie. So they yes. can't really like, you know, there's a lot of those random asses like, you know, oh, of course he was able to leap the car perfectly in front of the <laughs> missile from a, yep. you know. Yeah, exactly. You forgive little conventions like that. Um, but it's, for me, it's a little bit more that they're faults and it's more like, Hmm, I wonder what, you know, the the bigger picture is in this world where everything is so meticulously thought out, you know, gives me a chance to go, well, well hold on a second. You didn't explain that. So let's let's you know, I'm not not saying we should do that for every little flaw or every everything that doesn't make sense. But it's just one of those where even even in something uh, like that, th- it feels like there could be an explanation. Mm. It, it feels very cared for. It feels like the story was was thoroughly combed over and really made sure hey we're, we need to highlight this we need to mm-hmm. you know make make this voice a little bit a little bit louder a little bit you know thematically or fit thematically into the rest of the story mm-hmm. we're telling in, but, the, in the line of what you were saying is you know we don't necessarily need to explain every little thing i'm a big fan of personally that is like every universe we don't need to know okay here's the 100 page manual of how my grappling <laughs> hook actually works you know crap like that but it's like but you should read it first <laughs> yeah how uh how should how did you feel about that him never explaining where the scars came from like because i mean he did a couple different stories but clearly those were lies because he did you I know different I, I, stories for yeah, different stories for, yes different inter- interactions because that was something i was going to ask you mm. is what do you think the truth is or do you think we would have ever i don't think you we know, heard the truth heard hear the truth honestly the the father one sounds like the most plausible thing but i think that <laughs> it's well it's just like I mean, I hear you, but I don't, know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think any of them are true. They're, they're, I don't think you would randomly tell one pieces. person that's true and then be like, right. I'm going to make it up for this other person <laughs> and then I'm going to make it for this person. Maybe there are bits and pieces that were reality, but nowhere, you know, of, of each story, but definitely not all like, you know, each each one's very mm-hmm. true. I loved those stories. I love those. This is honestly a movie, a collection of monologues that are just astounding and the you know how I got these scars monologues. I, I just love and immediately draw me in when I was writing my notes. Like I had to like close my laptop and just like watch that scene because it it's even 15 years later, it still holds my attention. I was, I mean, I, every beat. I was constantly, I had kind of the reverse where I was constantly going, Oh fuck, I'm supposed to be taking notes. Cause I just, <laughs> I just got so fell into everything yeah. and then went shit. There I is, totally was supposed to be taking notes. Wasn't I? There was a period of probably at least 45 minutes to an hour in the second act towards the, towards the beginning of the third act where I just was sitting just enraptured by everything going, mm. Oh yeah. Fuck. Um, I had thoughts about this and hopefully I'll get to them. 
Um, but I think that's what a great movie does. Is it it sucks you in even when you're you're just seeing it for the t- what tenth time probably. It, it, I have no idea. I, Could it, not even begin to guess how many times. At least double digits in in my opinion for for my viewing. Um, what what I what I'm really upset about is that we live in the in the timeline where Heath Ledger did pass away because I feel like. Christopher Nolan would have put the Joker in The Dark Knight Rises. I feel like he would have been in there somewhere or the story would have gone in a different direction. I don't know exactly, but my evidence is he brought Cillian Murphy back. He brought, you know, these other... I mean, Cillian Murphy was a tiny-ass role. He was still there. No, I hear you, but the Joker might have been there for like two scenes. Still would have have been great. I mean, here's the thing. I feel like I see, we see countless, you know, example on top example on top example of one movie being fantastic mm-hmm. and then the next movie not being as good because whatever, you're living up to it. Mm-hmm. Your expectations are massive. They're trying to copy. They're not trying to do their, a different thing because the next movie's not a, not as good, right? That's true. Well, and it's yeah, not necessarily, but it's, it's definitely not as good. It's still a good movie. No, yeah, but it's not necessary I, to, but, to say that if, if the Joker was in there, that it would have been, I think, a little bit better. I don't think it, it was Bane's the problem. Bane was not the problem for that movie. I mean, he was like, a small part of it, but sure. there's multiple problems with that movie. <laughs> As we've discussed, yes. Well, that's, well, with the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, we talked about that one too. We did. Anyways, now, now but to- no, but what I'm saying is, is uh, you're thinking this is like, oh, I can't, I, it would be so perfect if we had the perfect movie again. <laughs> like, I don't think that was going to happen, honestly. And it's disappointing that he died. Like, I mean, by any means, but I'm, but I'm happy that it was a one and done. And it's like, nothing okay. can touch that. Yeah. That is a, yeah, that is that's- frozen there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I'm personally pretty good at, you know, if we watch another one, it's not good. I kind of ignore that one. Sure. Just think about that. Don't let it ruin. But like, don't let it sour just the because, performance. I mean, we watched the second a movie that came back that had a lot of issues. And it's like, I That's don't true. think I don't think Heath Ledger walking onto that um, onto that set would suddenly be like, oh, this movie's amazing. now. <laughs> no, I, I think that the story would have been crafted differently. And uh, to tie it back into uh, the scar, the, buy the- a better one now. I, I just think that the the he story and, and the plot once. would have yeah, been... Yeah, but he could have swung and missed again. Well, sure. He absolutely could have been. Um, but I think that the... the My idea for, for the way to incorporate the Joker, at least, is to, is to you know, also introduce Harley Quinn as well and have uh, the Joker sitting in her office and, and giving her, you know, you want to know how I got these scars? And that would be the time that he would reveal the actual story or the truth of it. But again, if, if we had that, I don't need to hear the actual. I would. I, I don't think we ever would. You know, get get a, an answer out of Christopher Nolan. No, but he, you answered my earlier question of how you feel about us never actually hearing about oh, that. Oh, I'm not and you're happy. upset. I'm not yes, sorry. That was the original question. Yes, I'm not happy, and I'd like to. I'd love. I, I would love to know what it is, but it doesn't diminish in any way, shape, or form the performance or the writing for me at all. Mm. I just would. But like anyway, let's not talk about a hypothetical non-existent sequel that's never happening or that's never how, going to <laughs> that's true but that's how i would do it that's what i would include so what else writing wise what else writing wise uh i mean we can i mean the whole i like personally like we said before is that well like what i said before of i like that it did start with the smaller people fighting and it was like a yeah. it was a plot like that was the first plot kind of mm-hmm. and then we transformed over to the bigger one bigger battle which was batman versus uh the joker but it started with cops versus mobsters and you know you saw this the fight and they're doing well and then then that's when it transformed into it was it's actually been you know the joker's been doing pulling strings the whole time and stuff like that and i really did think they they hit it well and it was written 
well in the sense that you didn't get bored by the first part, even though Batman kind of beat the shit out of them. Like, <laughs> there's no real problems for him. Well, and, and because it, ev- everything that happens sets up something else to happen. Like, in the fight, um, he can't turn his head. He gets bit by the dog, right? And that's a recurring thing that gives the character something to do and something to to train for and something to you know, interact with other characters as well. And I think that each scene isn't just, you know, a, a cool scene on its own, but it also helps set up what's coming or what the character can do next. And I think that's just a sign of strong writing. Um, I remember what I was going to say. And another reason why I was ups- I'm upset that he uh, Heath Ledger passed is I feel like he would have gotten brought back insinuating uh, by that last line of you and I are destined to do this dance forever. And it's just those those lines where uh, throughout the entire movie, when it's set up, payoff, set up, payoff, when you have a cliffhanger to this kind of, of battle or, or this kind of interaction and then never get to speak of it again, for me, it's it's just very unfortunate. And I would love to see where that story would have gone if that if the tragedy didn't didn't take place, because I think the writing and the story would have changed, maybe not dramatically, but enough uh, to maybe make the third one a better written film. Maybe so that, that's or, where my or worst movie or, you know. or could have absolutely been hundred times worse than than what we got. Um, so we've been talking a lot lately about how the camera techniques and the way that things look visually is kind of just standard. If something looks good, looks crisp, it looks clean. That that's more the base, and and it takes a lot to wow us cinematically. I was very wowed by the visual style of this movie. Did did you have any thoughts about that? Uh, I did notice one weird, like he did multiple times a like full um, 360 around two characters talking. Uh-huh. He did a couple uh-huh. times and I was like, oh, he's doing that again. Uh, the first time I was like, oh, you know, it's cool. And then I was right. like, oh, he's doing it again. Oh, you know, um, that was like a small potato things. But I, I did think I was thinking it was it, like it worked once. Let's try it again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, Just like the hypothetical second movie. Exactly. Um, Just the freaking what is it? The prisoner transfer. No, yeah, when Harvey Dent is turned in. That might be the most gorgeous action scene I've ever seen. At night, yeah. the fire, yeah. it just everything was on like like top tier. It was Absol- unbelievable. He crafted in impeccably in my opinion and and that shows me that it wasn't just one person's vision, it wasn't just one person's astounding style or I mean, he or, might tell you that, but <laughs> or um, you know, talent but the entire team had to be at the top of their game. And the entire team had enough time from the set decoration to the lights to the post and the visuals. Everyone had enough time to go over it and really make it as unique as possible. And that's what I think it, this uh, helps make this stand out cinematically, visually cinematically, more than any other superhero movie and more than most general uh, movies is, is it just felt like everyone had time to to be at the top of the game. Yeah, I don't know how long the the production was. How much did it also? How much did it cost? It cost. Do you want to take a guess? Because I do know. I don't know how um, long it took. I'd love to know that. But. I'm gonna my guess of how much it cost. I'm gonna guess. I really want to go around the two hundred million. Um, you would be correct in that ballpark. I'll go with two hundred million then. 185 so see i was thinking close. about going lower i was originally gonna go 200 but i think it was less than 200 and i was gonna go 175 but um oh so it, it uh took place between april and november of 2007 filming did so whatever april and november is that 
seven months. Oh, that was shooting or was for that... shooting for production. That so not post production. Correct. Yeah. So just, just shooting was Jesus. I know quite a long time. But when you have to take you know a week to do a scene or two weeks to do a scene to finalize all of the Damn. permits and make sure that other people have lives homie yeah well no not really <laughs> that's true that's seven months of work right there i know apparently um but uh yeah the i forgot where, where we were going with that just cinematically I, I i loved it and just was in awe of this and i and i it's not just one thing i feel like it's just everything looked so good and it was was done with intention and and those 360s were done to kind of dizzy you like when uh we're, we're um, spinning around the Joker and Rachel, it's meant to be, you know, a, a, a dizzying kind of jerky, jerky kind of feeling. And you're supposed to feel a little bit sick by the end of it and really unsure and unsteady. And I just love, love that. He also did it around Alfred and Bruce Wayne. And then he also did it around mm-hmm. somebody else, too. I think I remember a third one. I'm trying to remember the Alfred and Bruce Wayne one. I think they were talking about the bullet, maybe. Oh, yeah. Which is yeah. another unrealistic yep. thing, but I'm like, I, can live, <laughs> I can live with. I mean, when you've got apparently just an unlimited amount of resources and money to play your play with your toys. Yeah, but you're placing like razor thin, whatever. No. Oh, you're talking about the reconstruction yes. of the. Yes, that <laughs> yes. absolutely is one of those like, come on. But. Like you said, it is a comic book movie, so no, no, no. I mean, you gotta forgive I, some. I, of those. I agree. Like I said, I'm I'm okay with that. Like I can I can live with those mm-hmm. small. But that's when like you start comparing like you know Inception to this or other things to this. Those do take a little knockoff. But like yeah, I think in contain in itself, it doesn't take any points away necessarily. I would agree. I would agree there. Um, but let's talk about the sound for a bit because that score is just perfect. absolutely perfect and in every way that we've talked about from uh backing off when it needs to to being overwhelmingly predominant to leading the the tension or leading the emotion of the scene or or leading the audience to the emotion that they want i thought it was just one of the one of the most perfect scores i've ever there's many times of which i think is in my opinion perfect scores is like i realized at the very end that there has been music and I do like it, mm-hmm. but I don't realize until like at the end. Interesting. Where it's like as it builds up, I'm not sitting there and going like, oh, here comes the music. But it's like subconsciously I hear the music and at the end or yeah. like when it stops or something, I'm like, oh, yeah, there was music. There was I realize that yeah. now. Um, I, it, it, especially when like the Joker is really, you know, being in someone's face. It's that uh, screeching, almost psycho kind of sound of everything. Just the tension is building and building and building. And I love I love that it does help direct your attention to what what Christopher Nolan wants you to pay attention to or what you should be getting out of this particular scene. And it's it's just I, I noticed that this time, I think probably more than any other of you, but it's it's something that always st- sticks with me is how booming and somehow uplifting as well that the, that that soundtrack is, um, or at least the, the that the score is when whenever it needs to be. I agree. Um, yes. I mean, it's definitely the soundtrack is legendary. Yeah. It's also a legendary pictures production. So I've been trying to wedge that one in a couple of times. Happy? A little bit. Not really. You shouldn't be. <laughs> I'm usually not. How does he keep his uh, bedroom warm in winter? His bedroom is, uh, is 
uh, penthouse uh-huh. up against all of the walls of windows. Uh-huh. How possibly could that, how much heat that takes to just keep warm in the winter? It's unbelievable. His, um, bed, his bed was up against the exterior window. Yeah, I would say by spending a shit ton of money that you but probably like, shouldn't mean, be but doing. You probably need the heat, I feel like, directly on that spot to Maybe be able to seem illogical. What if the bed itself is heated? Like, for, forget the room, then but you the stand bed up. itself. Then there's air outside of the bedroom. <laughs> you get a tornado. You get a cool, a cool effect that, every time that you get up. No, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> that sounds... You know, he's trying to bang all the supermodels and stuff. I don't think he's trying. I think he's successfully just going through them. Why was Alfred so upset that the Russian models wanted to, him to put lotion on them? I don't understand why yeah. he was so upset. I wanted to rewind that, too. I, I think it was a, an attempt at sarcasm. I think that no, he was... Really? No. He said, He said, can you tell me how to say in Russian, apply your own bloody uh, suntan lotion? Maybe because there's so many of them so <laughs> okay let me think about this for a second because i honestly maybe he's just sick of it because he's around it so much or it's superficial or that the supermodels are trying to just get money out of him and it's not really i don't know you asked me a question i'm trying to answer because i i honestly well, I'm just know. getting money out of out of the butler seems, uh-huh. <laughs> it seems like well a- you know alfred's super connected to bruce wayne he's right there and if we schmooze the the butler, then obviously we're going to be able to easily infiltrate the Wayne Enterprise pocketbooks. True. Good point, Brandon. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, other than that, I don't know. Couldn't tell you that he has been, he's been doing it too long. He needs a break. I agree. Another weird thing that I feel like I would like to see makes no sense, but the, the, the scene that um, the Joker comes to the party mm-hmm. and throws what's her face Rachel mm-hmm. out of the window and then Bruce goes he catches him they fall mm-hmm. oh I saved oh sweet Phew. so does Joker just then go all right guys well I'm gonna leave now have a good day I'm gonna jump in the elevator just casually whistling as he walks away or something I mean, yeah <laughs> it's they're they're only there to, for the entertainment they're only there for a small period of, of that event I mean they're what the 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 band is supposed to stay and schmooze with everybody else no they're the entertainment they come they do their thing and then they leave. No, dude, that's one of the things that absolutely was was a huge, huge plot hole of mine of, I mean, maybe because Batman's there, that means then the cops are going to be there or because they've made a scene, then obviously 911's been called and they're going to have to deal with the police. So they're going to have to book it. But that is something I want to explain. I'm just picturing jo- the Joker walking, you know, or leaving all his men, you know, oh, I did what I wanted to do, so... He's the showman, I guess. Because I'm going to head out, boys. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, that's exactly how I see that going, is he just, hmm, okay. And then he leaves, and that's it. <laughs> um, uh, Another, a different, like, shooting-wise that I thought was, I thought was really good, even though it's not necessarily, like, traditional, but his, um, the Joker's videotapes, I thought were fantastic. Yes. That, that went on the, the, um, the news. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was, like, two of them or whatever. Uh, but I thought that was fantastic. And I wonder if he did like actually have, do you, did you look it up at all of like how they shot that? Did they have like an actual small camera Ooh. that he held and stuff? Cause it felt like there was a lot of movement. Yeah. It felt very handy cam ish. I don't know for sure, but I would, I would say that it's handy cam on that. Well, but like even, but more than like a cameraman holding something, it was uh-huh. like right in his face. And then 
he was like, you know, facing it up and facing it down right. and massive Throwing movement it around and- more than I felt like just like a um, cameraman with an IMAX uh, camera yeah. just whole handheld. Yeah, like, no, I think those feels were more than that. Absolutely. I, 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 I don't think there was a camera operator for those. I think it was an actual handy cam that they gave to Heath Ledger and had him do the whole uh, news news bits of of. Every time he was recording and sending something into the news. I think that's what happened. I saw it was shot on uh, Panavision. Mm-hmm. Yep. It looks like mostly Panavision and, and IMAX cameras. High res IMAX with practical stunts instead of computer generated <gasps> images. Thanks, Geekster. Well, I mean, that feels very generic. That was from the from the. No, how I hear long you. Was... That sounds very oh. <laughs> generic. Oh, they shot it on a big camera. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wonder what what lenses they used and. See, I, I love the technical specs of all of this because, again, it just looked so good. Uh, Panavision Primo lenses. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but uh, I love that in The Dark Knight, jumping back, that we do establish that it's only been one year since Batman Begins. And it was in um, when the Joker's talking with the mob bosses. Um, it just slow, it expertly sleep, slipped in there and that's it it's just established and we don't really have to talk about it and yeah just... i never realized it was a one year like exactly because it felt like a little bit longer of him been beating them uh beating them up and really uh pushing them around it felt like a longer distance to me yeah than just um one year i missed it but it, it is good it i mean that whole scene's very good beyond well written just to the you really because i feel like that scene is the first scene that you get we really get the Joker. Like you yes. get a little yes. bit of him in the heist, but we don't really get a full like Joker scene. And then outside of that, it's just people kind of casually talking about him. And then this is the first really Joker scene. Heath yes. Ledger scene. And yes. they crushed it with the the way he talks and the way uh he was, you know, the crazy dude in there, but mm-hmm. the smartest dude in there. Mm-hmm. And like it was brilliant. It was, yeah, it crafted very well. And Honestly, his jokes, like the the Joker's jokes, are actually really funny. I'm gonna make the you know the this pencil disappear and oh, it's gone. Like that was actually really it was um, maniacal and, and ultra violent, but it was hilarious. He would have been fucked if no one stood up to attack him. <laughs> That's true. What? No one, no one's gonna. Like, okay, well, and then he picks it up and just throws it. <laughs> that would have been in the third movie. That, that would have been in the third because it wasn't right exactly. Um, or the the when when he's at the party and uh throws out the champagne and then and then takes a sip of an empty glass like that feels like a very um see that kind of clownish felt, move that felt to weird do. to me because i was like why did he do that like yeah. i don't know why he threw it before i assumed he would drink some and then throw it but. just uh because he's he's a clown and and that's honestly i feel like i've seen uh clowns do something similar to that type of of gag either at the circus or in other you know cartoons or other movies I feel like that's just some kind of goofy, cartoonish kind of gag that is supposed to elicit a giggle from it from a kid, mm. and that's how I how I took it in 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 that in that aspect. But because it's so it's juxtaposed with the ultra violence and with this scheming and with this plotting and with this madman's attitude, I think it it those jokes actually do land uh, in in a way that they're really not supposed to. But I enjoyed them. Uh, you're kind of fucked up. <laughs> it. Uh, I will say the whole the the movie felt jammed packed with like action as a whole. It was what two and a half hours. Yes, and I like 
it could have been it felt like it was three plus hours of information yeah there were very little like slow scenes so it was very exhausting by the time you get to the end mm-hmm. um it's, it did feel like it started getting a little a, long but. yeah not necessarily in like a bad way but it was just like because you had two di- it felt like two different movies within one big movie and it was yeah. like the beginning part of you know copsers mobsters and then the end part of batman versus the joker right um and like right in the middle it kind of switched over so but it was just gigantic because multiple times you know you felt like um you know harvey turning it himself in that was going to be the end or like multiple things that was like oh i could see you know it wrapping up roughly right around yeah right around here yeah there was a lot a lot that happened and uh, like we talked about last year with the Batman is it was a detective story with the Batman skin. And this one, I think, did a, a much better job of that exact same thing. Like you said, it was two. It felt like two different stories where Harvey Dent's uh, and the cops and, and the lawyers versus the criminals. I feel like that could have been pretty much a movie on its own, mm-hmm. flesh out a little bit here and there around the edges. But that is pretty compelling and pretty entertaining as far as the choices they have to make and the characters um, that they actually are. But then you throw the, the Batman and Joker stuff on top of it. And it really does help to, to tie a nice bow around this otherwise seemingly boring story that really gets heightened by again, the performance and the subject matter. I don't think it was that boring, but it definitely did feel like it definitely felt like, Harvey was kind of the uh, main character early. Yeah. And it was much more about him and Rachel and him trying to stop the mob. He gets some help from this, the, his Batman, you know, friend, mm-hmm. kind of the, you know, new friend or whatever. Might as well be. Um, But it was, definitely felt earlier about them and him. And then it switched over more about Batman and then Harvey's kind of continued spiral into yeah. the, uh, into the and, back. And I think that uh, a lot of that, again, is because we spent so much time in Batman Begins going over Bruce Wayne and Batman and the story. So we could really just throw Batman in where we needed to without any exposition and just have him do whatever whatever we needed him to. Whereas we had to kind of explain who Harvey was and the choices he was making. And so we got a little bit more time with him, I think, just inherently because he didn't have a, a role in the first one. It was interesting because it's like if we didn't have Batman Begins, I'm sure they would try to do that. At the beginning of this one, but I barely watched Batman Begins, mm-hmm. so I didn't. But I didn't, so I didn't get that intro to Batman. But I also didn't give a shit. I didn't feel like it took anything away. Not having it, that's very true. So that's it's like true. if we didn't do it, they probably would try to jam it in, which would be annoying. But mm-hmm. because they did it, they didn't try to jam it in, which is awesome. In their mind, they're like, "Oh, no one's gonna know." How convenient! And I'm like, "Hell yeah! Thank God! I don't have to deal <laughs> with this shit." Very true. But that's also a good point that uh, I don't think that. You don't need to explain every little thing, right, Brandon? <laughs> that a lot of franchises uh, forget agree. right now is that... You, Say it. No, it's not that you don't have to explain everything. It's that you don't always need all of the what setup from... <laughs> you don't always need all, all of the setup from the former movies to, to make a decent sequel. Like, you don't have to have to have seen Batman Begins to enjoy The Dark Knight. Whereas with a lot of superhero movies... You know, right now it feels like you have to have seen the the prequels to understand the current one, or or or, or you're completely lost in who the characters are or how we got here. And I feel like it's mm, yeah, more or less. Yeah. I don't think there's a ton of sequels nowadays, but 
Well, of like Superman, I mean, uh, superhero stuff, they just seem to be restarting constantly. Well, that and is, they don't that get is that also seed. very true. And frankly, I don't go see the second ones anyways. Because ah, they suck. Well, it's a good thing that you saw this one. I thought that the, the pacing was really good, though, as far as the way that even though it felt like, you know, a three and a half hour story movie, that the pacing was very crisp, very tight. Editing was was um, extremely well done. I just... I, I really like the way that the the post production was done. Well, as well. they have they have uh, um, the benefit of you know you're supposed to feel exhausted, and it's like you know you're kind of there with, and you're like, God, we've been fighting for how long? It's like I want a break, kind of. So when it is high pay, you know, when it is quick cutting, for example, the the like we're like I was saying before the the bullet thing, mm-hmm. which you know that was so quick of him, like you know. Oh, I'm gonna figure it out, and then da 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 da. It was like felt like one scene later, two scenes later. But it's mm-hmm. like because we're in such a rush, you're not like, oh, that was so that was too quick. Uh, we should have had, wish we had let that breathe a little bit more. But it's like, no, no, like, no, we got to hurry up. Like yeah. we need to keep we, going. We got more we to got get shit to. to do. Like so, it is it is good when they have that benefit. Of, yes, <laughs> we don't have to stop because we can't stop. Kind of right, exactly. This train is is just gonna keep on going, and you. Hopefully you caught everything, but if not, here's, you know, enough character and story and plot later on that, again, you don't really need to have have seen yeah, even the re- first half, honestly. that's I feel like that's how well done it is, is that you could probably jump in about halfway through and still get maybe definitely not the same impact, but you wouldn't necessarily be confused by what's happening. That's a bold statement that I, I, I'm not putting my okay. name on. So, but <laughs> that's fair. Says Brandon. Um. <laughs> I'm scrolling past in my notes. I, I love how uh, Batman and the, the party scene is just, a, again, a, a, an amazing scene. But um, Batman comes in at the very end of the Joker's monologue. That when he's like about to actually attack Rachel, not while he's threatening her, not while he's got a knife to her face, not any of this. He's just standing off to the side. There's no way that he just walked into the room right then when he's like, Inter- no, then that's you love you- me. Interesting. See, in my mind is that's when he got there. I mean, he's not. No, I 100%. A, I, I see him standing there going, I, I, I get it, guys. I could attack him, but I really want to like hear what he's saying. So you're in the you're in the belief that a full-size bat could stand in the crowd and no one would be like, hey, Batman's here. <laughs> Everyone just be yes. like, be like, I'll let you be. That's fine. Yes. I, I respect what you're doing. Because because that's how that's how good uh, the Joker's the Joker is at storytelling. He enraptures the entire room, including himself. Including, He's not observant in any way, shape, or form. Including himself, and oh, including hey. including the dogs, including uh, his henchmen. Absolutely, Batman is standing there and waiting. Going, no, 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 it's fine. You finish your thing, and I'll we'll uh, we'll fight here in a minute. You please. Con- in continue. general, another one of the uh, kind of stupid things is how he even like got that close to him without noticing. Exactly, <laughs> especially I mean. like, especially not no even way. like not even like run up and punch him, run up, say a line, and mm-hmm. then be like, oh, oh, oh my that's God. right. <laughs> I was like, come on, guys, come on, get I your can shit forgive together. it because the rest of the scene is fantastic up until the very mm-hmm. end. But the, <laughs> the the fact remains that I I definitely don't think Batman just like jumped down because no one reacted. He was just there, told everyone to calm down. He'll take care of it, but he's got to hear the end yeah, of the Joker's my, In monologue. my mind, he was just running into the room at that moment. I guess. Um, to I go guess along, that would be what, what happened. <laughs> I don't know. Well, to go along with, realistically, they put zero thought into it. <laughs> he just appeared there. Um, to go along with your Joker doing kind of clownish, funny things, mm-hmm. I thought the um, hospital scene, the whole hospital um, situation, was very funny because he was just doing like, 
he was dressed as the the nurse and then when he was walking out he was just casually like strolling around and stuff mm-hmm. but he also stopped to get the uh, hand sanitizer you mm-hmm. know very casual and i think the juxtaposition of like what he was doing versus him being all kind of playful and stuff really did did work well um in that scene though i did think it was hilarious and it wasn't supposed to be um that Harvey Dent rolls over and sees the nurse. No real, no real reaction. Nah. Then he takes the mask off, just the mask <laughs> over his mouth and nose. And then Harvey goes, "Oh my god!" Wait a second. And then he freaks out. I'm like, it, 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 <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? I see. I thought it was when he when he turned around, and then the line wasn't nope. until the mask came off, and he nope. started thrashing around. No. Nope. He looked at him. Then he took the mask off, and then it was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my well, god. You could, you, <laughs> You can understand now why in 2020 everyone was so upset because you couldn't figure out who was who I mean, with a little piece of cloth. I could tell my friends when they were had their face painted and then put the cloth over their Are mouth. Are you I was sure? Like, yes. Yeah. So anytime I saw you with your face painted, I could <laughs> tell it was you. I'm sorry. Hey, I like carnivals. So, um, yeah, no, that that was uh, that's an interesting detail. I didn't catch. I, I definitely thought it was when he turned around. So that's no, nope. that's uh, come on, Harvey. Come right, on. Exactly. It's got to be the massive amount of painkillers he's on. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm assuming he was in massive pain, waking up from surgery, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And also his face must have hurt beyond belief. I couldn't even... I mean, I burned the shit out of my hand and it grew back. I couldn't imagine my half of my body, my entire... Half of my entire face burning, literally burning off mm-hmm. what that what that would be like and, <laughs> and the amount of painkillers it would take to mm-hmm. make me feel even just, you know, back to normal. Yeah, Not even right. high off of it, but just be like, oh, you know, I, I don't, I don't hurt anymore. Speaking of uh, Dent, going back to kind of story wise, I guess I was sitting there and thinking is if Rachel was not in like, was not in his life, mm-hmm. do you think he would make this turn? Because it was all about the big thing was w- the things they did to Rachel. Yeah. So if he wasn't in love, I wonder. You no. Think- I don't think he would have fallen. I think the Joker was waiting for that? Because, I mean, the big thing was him trying to turn yeah. Harvey. You yeah. think he was waiting until? I don't know how he would no, know. No, I think that was, honestly, that was probably like plan C. And it's just like, okay, well, since now I know that there's a love triangle going on, or I can at least use... Really? You think, oh, at, oh, her, Between Harvey, was, Rachel, and not the Harvey. Batman. Correct, okay. yeah. Not turning Harvey was plan C, just... right. It's Impro- like, oh, well, now that I know, because of mm-hmm. that. okay, cool. Now I can use this and, you know, uh, we'll, we'll go I mean, with I mean, that. I, I don't think it was, it was really ever the first thought. I mean, I think that his plan was to, was fairness, to show. I, I think he had a pretty thought out before he started because it's a oh, whole lot of things that oh. if he just was <laughs> figuring out as he was going, uh, a lot of shit fell into place perfectly. I, kudos. Like, kudos. Oh, this is so him. convenient. He's in love. <laughs> Thank God. Because I was just going to like kick him in the shin a bunch of times. It's going to use my shoe knife on him. <laughs> shoe knife, um, which was useless the one time. Well, not only was it useless, but apparently you can't walk when it when it gets extended out because he's like limping so he doesn't hurt himself. So it's got to be one of the most ineffective weapons that you could choose. I just thought it was funny when they're punching Batman in his full suit. I was like, that's guys, got- come on. <laughs> or the time at the end when they shot him once and he's like, yeah. oh, well, Batman's dead. I'm like, what are you talking about, guys? <laughs> You watch him. <laughs> you watch him fall from buildings. What? Like, come on. He landed on a taxi while holding somebody, and that person was fine. Also, <laughs> oh, that's You're true. Like, I don't think that's how physics works. But hey, fuck it. I guess fuck it. Fuck it. You Who know. cares? I, I did love uh, that that scene where 
he's gay. He does the Superman pose where he's jumping out of the window and he does like the Superman arm out extended and it somehow makes him more aerodynamic and he's able to catch Rachel. That that was hilarious. To that see. makes sense. He, would you want him just like put his arms forward like he's diving into water instead <laughs> or swim? Swim. In the yes, air. I would love breaststroke. Yes. <sighs> <sighs> the bat stroke. Bat stroke. Boo. I didn't realize until this showing this showing this viewing <laughs> that it was like the the movie was called The Dark Knight and I didn't connect that they kept calling Harvey the White Knight and it was like the White Knight versus the Dark Knight. I didn't realize until this one. I thought that was definitely clever. Very cleverly done, but they made us wait till the very last few words to say the name of the, of the movie. Get it, get, do it, do it early. Get it out of the way. Don't make me wait the entire time wondering, are you going to say it or are you not? Are you going to say it or are you not? I'm going to assume that's a joke. So not the, really. Really? Some, there, there are definitely some movies where I'm like, are they going to incorporate it? Is it going to be a thing? Where see, does what, the title come from? See, whenever I hear somebody do say the title, mm-hmm. I instantly eye roll. I'm like, God damn. Is that because? It's just dumb. Okay. <laughs> I don't okay. know. It's just like, well, for exactly what you were saying, it's like, oh, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. Say it. I'm just like, God damn it, it people. Ah, he did it. Um, too fourth wall breaky to me. Okay. I'm like, okay. I'd rather, I, I, I preferred like the Emily the Criminal. I think that was the perfect use of the title. All right. Because it was, because if you remember, it mm-hmm. was... When she was like, oh, Emily the mother, Emily whatever. And then it was like Emily a pause. The... Nobody said, no, no, no. It didn't even say like any of that. It was just like, you went in your head. You went, Emily the criminal. Nobody said it, anything. But it was implied perfectly. I agree. That That's was... my perfect. Okay. Instead of her right. being, because can you imagine if she went, Emily the criminal. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> God damn, guys. Oh, yeah. No, I would have, I would have booed openly. Would have been awesome. Everyone See, this is why applauded. I don't like going to the movies with you. You constantly <laughs> talk about yelling at the the screen I would never, I would never. See, I except it, unless it's Rocky Horror or The Room so I uh, did have a question okay. at the end at the very end where it was like um, Morgan Freeman uh, was doing the sonar stuff mm-hmm. and then he was like oh you know I won't do this blah 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 and, and Bruce was like you know shut up bitch no he was like do it <laughs> and then when you leave uh-huh. type in your name and then when he was leaving, he typed in his name, hit enter, and did it, like, break everything? It just closed the software. It really looked like everything was like... But why did that close the software? I would love to Entering know the answer. Name. That was Punch so weird out, to me. Right? I think it's, I think it's a more high-tech way of saying, okay, turn your time card in kind of, kind of deal. But I do know that that machine was only accessible by Lucius Fox. So maybe... Well, after that, well, before that, he was, he was definitely using it. He had started to use it. Well, yeah. So, bef- and after that, yes, only right. accessible well, by Lucius Fox. But ba- uh, Bruce Wayne was using that because that's how he found. I'm trying to remember when it was, but I realized in the Chinese extradition scene when he goes and I think uh, that's when. I don't believe so. Be- I forgot when it was, but he was definitely listening to the Joker um, in like a room, like with the same exact audio style mm-hmm. um, earlier in the movie. So. Oh, you okay. think so? Yeah. No, I mean, I was like, this is the one of the times where I, I sat there and it was like, oh, that sounds exactly what the audio is through the other sonar stuff. Oh, interesting. I and didn't I catch that. definitely I... know it was after they went to the, the to go get the guy uh-huh. in China, uh-huh. the Hong Kong. And then um, in between those two times, he was definitely using it at do some th- point. Do you think it was, 
way them just trying to identify who that was and just replaying the news reel over and over. No, and it was to, it was the, it was the, the sonar. sonar. The sonar audio was distinct, and then it was the same clip that when he finally showed Lucius Fox mm-hmm. and was like, "Oh, I need you to look for the Joker. It's scanning for the Joker and something." Right. He had a clip of oh we're looking for this it was that that was the clip oh, from earlier gotcha. that he heard oh i totally missed that then. And i forgot exactly what it was and i wish i wrote it down i might have but i don't think i did but anyways it, it, yeah i couldn't figure out what uh what that typing in his name did i was like i don't understand i yeah that one that one to me was more of like it just punch in or, or punch out clock out turn in that that's your resignation it really felt like it was kind of like, 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 not, oh, we're turning it off. Not just turning it off, but like it shaking. That's what it sounded like to me. I did like that it was not all at once, that the screens kind of flickered out individually. I did like that. I thought that was just more for style and effect and like, ooh, look how cool this this looks versus if it was, you know, one software that all those screens would go at the same time. My screens definitely go out one at a time. Do whenever. they really? No, oh, of course okay, not. Brandon. Like, That's not how it really? works. <laughs> it would just be off. Okay, exactly. <laughs> um, I did have a question because I wasn't a big DC guy, mm-hmm. and so when I I know when I watched this the first time, mm-hmm. I had absolutely no idea Harvey Dent was Two Face. Were you? Did you know going in? I want to say because I know they did clues and stuff, right. but I wasn't even thinking about it, it necessarily. All yeah. I don't think when I saw it at first, no, I don't believe so. If I reach back in the back of my mind, I'm sure that when watching the cartoon at some point, I went, oh, Harvey Dent is Two-Face. I'm sure I made that connection, but I don't remember while watching or going into the movie for the first time going, oh, I know that this is going to be the setup for the villain. I don't don't think so. But I love seeing it now and seeing all Mm. the foreshadowing. Yeah, they did a great job. You know, the nickname, the coin. The coin was literally his name, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) quite, quite. um, Yeah, and how everyone avoids it the whole time, right? Just kind of teases it, Mm. and then we finally get to it. I don't like the coin because it's just so not chance. It's just not. It's just like bullshit. Not because, like, in reality, yes, a coin is fifty-fifty, but in the movie, Mm -hmm. it's like, of course, he didn't. He didn't kill the Joker. The whole thing, can you imagine the end of the movie if he flipped in and he was dead and then he <laughs> shot He shot the Joker in the head and, I, it, all right, well, I guess, I guess I'm going to go home now, you know? Right. That one, that the hospital never explodes. I know, I know. A whole lot of things don't happen if that was the case. Do you think Harvey still goes off the deep end? And I think he still goes after. Yeah, I think he still goes off the yeah. deep end. But, yeah. like, Batman would stop him quicker because he's not distracted by. <laughs> he would show up and be like, oh, shit. All right, well, sweet. Do you do it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, no, like exactly. Um, I like that. I love that scene, but I'm a little bit confused by the logic. And I know it's a moot point to try and uh, figure out the logic of the Joker, but the logic of everything goes according to plan when it's a gangbanger or a, or a bus of of kids. But if I if if I say I'm going to kill the mayor, then everyone freaks out. Like what? That one. That one is always still kind of confused me and confounded me a little bit what do you you mean well i think it was more of just like no one cares about about the little guys or the the individual population but when they're i, I think it's a person of stature it matters i think it's more like because he was like you know accusing him of being a, a killer and stuff like that and he's like well i mean yeah but there's a lot of uh honestly i don't okay i think he was just trying telling trying to get him just to do whatever he wanted okay. instead of 
see don't, that there don't is go chaos. through according uh, according to plan. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah, that's that's one of the with the few lines that I'm just like I don't I don't I don't know I just I guess I I'm not understanding what the intention I'd is. I'd have to rewatch the uh, scene to see if like you know there's more setup for the lines in be- in between okay. and okay. um more than just like one line because it's you know hard to really identify everything from <laughs> everything according goes according to plan explain everything you know fair fair and yeah i don't i don't remember the exact everything but yeah so that that's one incubated uh piece that i've been like yeah i can just forget that that happened because mm. it, it felt like a pivotal thing and yes i know that that's when it really turned harvey or showed hey you can you can do whatever you want kind of mm. it kind of connects to the, the 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 end with the two fairies how do you feel about the uh how that whole setup with the two fairies the... not killing each other oh, versus it. killing each other and stuff it. yeah and it I, was, thought... I mean it's such a very such similar situation of like you know the people on trying to prove i guess the the civilians mm-hmm. on the one ferry killing the prisoners everything goes according to plan that no one will be upset by that oh, okay okay i'm kind of stretching but you know i'm just trying desperately no, I, I, that that would make but sense I yeah i can yeah, see where it's like he's there's at least like, correlation there you yeah. know it's okay when people die but it's the ones that we've already designated to be dead yeah or or to be beneath us or to be more or less yeah yeah okay okay thank you like, legitimately very... that's that's one that it's uh has always i've not really would you uh understood. would you blow up the other fairy <sighs> i i want to say no i i don't know it put it put in that situation i would probably vote i probably would vote to to do it because i would be like no 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 we need to we need to survive and if this is the only way We've seen that the Joker is definitely going to follow through with his threats. You know, pick the lesser of two evils. Because I, I, in, in my mind, in that in that heightened situation, I don't think that I would see a third option of, well, you know, just don't. And then everybody does somehow survive and Batman's going to be able to stop it. I think I would, I don't think I would be able to do it. If it, I wouldn't be the guy standing up and saying we should do it. And I definitely wouldn't be the guy saying, give me the detonator, 100%. Um, but I think I would vote for it because I, that in, in, in that, well, so I think that might go, I think that might go perfectly with kind of what Joker is like, everyone's okay with it happening, but doesn't want to do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everybody, most of the people on there are like, I'm okay with that entire fairy blowing up, but I don't want to be the one that does it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Which is or like, yeah, just look the other way while crime continues to of, happen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really fucked up. It's really fucked up. What do you think you would? I, I recognize that. I know. I was about 100%. To say, 100%. 100%. But, it's really fucked up. I, I am on their side, though. But again, I'm putting myself in that we've got 20 minutes, 30 minutes to decide something like this. And if we're going to put it to a vote, where would I be? And mm-hmm. how can I you know, balance my morals versus do I want to survive? And if I'm being honest, I think I'm on one side of the fence being, you know, Standing mm-hmm. all the way back going, no, of course I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't want that to happen or I don't want to see, you know, anything. But in that in that uh, very dr- dramatic situation, what about you? What do you think? Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, I would say no. I thought your answer I mean, was going to be. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely, I'm not into, you know, killing people, period. You know, we'll get into, cat. we could get into capital punishment, you know, <laughs> whole conversation stuff. I'm just, yeah. it's like, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not about to kill people, period. That's just, right. That's fair. I don't give good. a shit, you know, what if it's convicts or anybody because we can get a huge conversation of like just because they have an orange fucking jumpsuit 
jumpsuit doesn't mean they deserve to die. Doesn't shit, mean that but, they're not people. You know, right? Absolutely. And, you know, shit right? Like that, no, you're 100 percent right. Is is it, it's all cyclical and and violence begets violence and and there is no end unless you and the whole stop. Eye for an eye yep. makes the whole world have what? One uh, pale blue eye. Ah, that's right. I forgot about that. I know. It, yeah. it was like a month and a half ago. Um. Oh man, that was a good one. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a good question to ask. And do you think that it would have been any different if it wasn't um, civilians versus prisoners, or yes. if it was civilians versus civilians? Yes. You yeah. think one boat? I think that was the whole the, the whole like point. Well, of no, it. I know that was the point of it. But let's say it wasn't prisoners on the second boat, and it mm-hmm. was just more civilians. Yeah, I think so. You, okay, you yeah, think the same I mean, outcome? They're going. Oh, it could be women and children. You know. Okay. Okay. And then nobody, definitely, no one's doing it. It would have created a. a yeah, I guess it's less of a of a tense tension. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say because it's yeah. like yeah. because I mean, feel like if it's civilians versus civilians, you have to really do put some work into making the audience believe someone's going to do it. Yeah, and then, yeah, but I think true. in this situation, because everybody, the assumption was the prisoners were going to do it, and it was like, oh, the big twist was the dude, the one. The big guy was like, oh, uh, the big black guy was like, oh, we're going to give it to me and then threw it out. And it was yeah. like, oh, that's so crazy. You know? Give it to me because I can do mm, what you yeah. can't. And it's make a decision. Which, haha. No, which was not to, to not do it. Well, yeah, but it, throw it, it out of there. To exactly. Take, take to, everything. Take it away from everybody. Exactly. To but, make a decision. Because because the boat captain and the prisoner. Well, boat I mean, captain, you know, well, but that insinuates that what he should have done, make a decision, which would have been blowing up the other thing. Also, that's also a decision. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, exactly. Absolutely. But I don't 100%. think that's what, you know, that's well. And, and that's the, the, the twist on it. That's a twist of the scene. That's the yeah. funness of it. It's just, uh, analyzing the, the, uh, writing of it, I guess, or analyzing the dialogue is where I was going with it. Um, we're getting a little, a little bit, uh, lengthy here. Do you have anything else that you really want to talk about? Did you did you see it in theaters? Do you remember when it when it first came out? Were you part uh, of yeah, that? Yeah, I definitely saw it in yeah. theaters. I'm pretty sure I saw this one at midnight. Pretty sure that was that oh. was one of the midnight. Uh, midnight yeah, movies. I don't know if I saw it at midnight, but I definitely saw it in theaters. Yeah, I I do like that in um this comic book movie that everybody, all the characters do have very clear views on life and how to behave. Such as the Joker views everything as madness and chaotic and you know, is, is very controllable and, and Harvey views everything, um, by chance and, or at least by false chance, um, especially by the end. And that the Batman believes that everyone deserves justice, some form of justice. I mean, Harvey flips 180 because at the beginning, it's definitely nothing's chance. He makes his own luck. That's what he constantly said. True. So then he had, he does do a 180 midway through when he, you know, when he turns. Um, but I, I agree with you. The other, the, the, the rest of them, um, granted, I got focused on the Harvey one and didn't listen to the other one. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's nice to see characters, clear characters that also, like you said, can actually change, and you can see development. You can see point A and point B, and you can watch an actor, you know, literally change not just their physical appearance, but but the the way that they interact with the with the story and the characters around them while still being clear about who they are and, and what they believe. And it's just, it's it, a credit to the, to the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I agree. All right. Let's I think, rate this. Yeah. I think we should probably give this thing a, uh, a little grade. Um, great, great, I can great. start. I think it's right around. I, I think I'm going to put it in the realm of like moonfall. 
Uh, <laughs> no. High threes, may- maybe high threes. I can go. I can go three point eight. No, no, no one would go near four. And uh, it would 10. be. It is interesting because I did not rate Inception, so I would. It'd be interesting to see where I. Ah, uh, but yeah, I don't know in terms of. It's definitely like it's gonna have a. I it's. I think it's gonna have a nine in front of it, no matter what. Okay. Um. The only other. Because there's the a- Avatar is the other highest rated thing for me, which is at nine flat. Mm-hmm. And I really do love Avatar. I don't know if I would say this one is. See, I'm so torn because it's like it was an incredibly entertaining movie. Um, there's a lot of like small logic stuff, kind of like. Um, but because it's a superhero movie and that's what the type of movie it is. And it's like, does it necessarily, I think I'm going to go, I think we're going to do 9.25. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go 9.25 just because, well, let's be honest. It's just, you know, heat of the moment. I like it and I'm really (laughs) enjoyed it. I watched it recently. So I'm going to go with 9.25 and not put that much analysis into it. Okay. Okay. Um, rewatchability for me is an absolute yes. Um, even though I didn't get a ticket for the, uh, past screening when, when Alamo was doing the, the oh, yeah. a whole Christopher Nolan, basically anthology, it feels like. Yep. Um, but yes, it's, it's one of those I absolutely love seeing and, and, uh, will put on willingly without, without anyone having to like twist my arm about, Hey, do you want to watch this? Um, I think about halfway through it, I was in the camp of this is a, a goddamn perfect movie. And then I started really thinking, all right, let's let's see what what flaws there are. And honestly, a lot of the plot holes don't necessarily matter because they're just not important to the story and they're, they don't detract from the story for me. Um, and technically, it's probably the most proficient uh, that we've that we've seen or one of the one of the best technically done. And I'm also uh, at least a nine in front of it. I was honestly, like I said, about halfway through, I was like, hey, this is probably going to be my first 10. And. I don't know if, if it's quite there yet. I don't know if there's ever going to be a 10. Um, I think I'm going to go a nine and a half, which puts it at everything everywhere all at once and, and tar. tar. Yep. Um, it puts it a little bit ahead of Avatar for me, which was at, at nine and a quarter. And I think what I what I love most about this one in particular and what I think stands and makes this stand out above all superhero films is that it it feels so realistic and it doesn't feel so comical and and like oh we just have to wedge these things mm-hmm. in here yep. all over the place it you know it uses a couple of conventions like that but it really does go okay let's let's make this reality let's make the, the these characters real let's let's make the choices and the consequences final everything that happens will have a reaction and will have a consequence to it and that's something that i love about the dark knight in particular, is, is just its realness. So for me, I'm going nine and a half out of ten. All right, nine and a half out of ten. That is, yeah, that's time for your. So you have three at nine and a half now. I do, I do. I've this is my first above nine. I have a nine, and that's Tar is only at ooh eight point two five. Feels like a tad low, but whatever. All right, I well, think that is that is that wraps up one whole year of podcasts. One whole year. I think everybody should go back and listen to Tar, the Tar one, the Avatar yes. one, yes. 
uh, frankly, everyone. Well, obviously, just right. put it on. Hey, to, between us, just put it on play all. Mm-hmm. Turn down your mute, your uh, volume, and then just walk away. That'd be. I would really appreciate that. I would appreciate it more if you turned the volume up and started yelling at your device, your phone, your headphones, your car radio, whatever it is you're listening to. Start yelling at it uh, because we need to hear your your response. And the louder you yell, the the easier we hear it. Okay, well, you know, that's, <laughs> that's Brandon's opinion. I obviously don't hold that opinion, but to each their own. Um, you do you, boo-boo. But as long as you're listening, that's all we care about. But that's thanks, the important part. Thanks for, sticking around. thanks for sticking around. And uh, Matt, thank you again for a whole year gone, but a lot of movies watched. Whole year of our lives. Oh, my God. I'm excited for the next year, coming up year. Uh, we do have something new that is coming uh, called Movie Club. Yes, we do. But um, you got to tune in to the Last of Us episodes that we've been doing, and mm-hmm. um, I'll explain it on the final episode of the final chapter of Last of Us, and that's coming up in August, the first August, first Sunday in August will be the first episode of Movie Club. So come back and uh, watch that one. Listen to that one. You don't have to yell. Brandon would prefer you to yell at it, though, the entire time, I guess. Yeah. The whole time. Hey, it Parts just, of it. Whenever you feel like it, whenever you, you have some kind of urge to either agree or disagree, voice your opinion. And But not, but don't, like, go to our Facebook or Twitter. Oh, or I thought that was that. just inherent. Yes, absolutely. Of course. Just go to our, our Facebook. Okay. Go to our Twitter page. Do but both. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I would heard. prefer you to just. Yeah. 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 Heard. Mm-hmm. Heard. 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 Okay. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll see you in the next year. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.